it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I had to go. This is the final word, T20 World Cup Daily, Day 15, Part 2, India versus South Africa. The quickening over in Western Australia. Jeff Lemon and Bharat Sundaresan with you. Uh, the show is brought to you by Seabus Super, making hard work pay off. Well, you've got some hard work ahead of you, Bharat. It's going to be quick, but it's going to be difficult. You need to summarise the entire match that we just watched in the space of 30 seconds or less. Here we go. It was fast, it was bouncy, and South Africa's new ball bowlers blew India's top order away. Lungi Ingiri was unplayable. Then came Surikumar Yadav. A magical innings, a magical touch, gave India a chance. Arshdeep swing, then swung it around and gave India even better chance. But then eventually it was David Miller, the finisher, who took South Africa home in a narrow finish. There we go. There we go. I, th I think that's inside 30 seconds. I also like Ashdeep swing. It's, yeah, uh, it's just, it wasn't you know, meant to be, but... Uh, <laughs> no, but it is now. Uh, what I, I, I want to take a, a, a macro view here, a helicopter view of this game. What a treat. What a performance of fast bowling we saw from both sides against one another. I mean, the way that South Africa took it on to begin with, Ngidi early, Rabada supporting him in the field and also bowling beautifully, and then Anrik Nokia coming on and bowling absolute thunderbolts that nobody could even get bat on for most of the time, except the occasions when they were getting out to him. And then Ashtip Singh comes on, left arm, swinging it, two wickets in his first three deliveries. Bhuvneshwar Kumar bowls gorgeously in support, almost unhittable, couldn't get a wicket because nobody could lay bat on the ball, barely conceded a run. Mohamed Shami comes in as the third string to back that up. Hardik Pandya does a pretty good job uh, at times through the middle. It was it was on this Western Australian pitch, this sort of drop-in pitch that they use at the Perth Stadium that's had bounced before. Um, India played on it in 2018 in a test match mm. and, and found plenty of assistance from it on that occasion as well. But just all put together we're so used to bowlers just being slot machines for batters in this format and to come out and watch bowlers really take it to them we've seen it happen a couple of times already in this tournament but this was the most dramatic fast bowling display exhibition almost that we've seen so far i think oh yeah absolutely and we saw all kinds of it right like we saw the pace and bounce from uh, lungi ingiri and uh, kakisa rabada uh, Wayne Parnell, very underrated uh, performance. He took three very important wickets. Uh, he kind of see, swung it around, seamed it around. 
bowled different lengths to those two uh, lacking the pace of uh, Ingidi and Rabada and uh, Nokia then backed them up beautifully with that shot of length stuff. And I think what made it even more exciting, especially the Indian innings, Jeff, was the fact that South Africa knew what India was going to do. India knew what South Africa was going to do. India were going to come after the South yeah. Africans and take on that bounce, use the pace. And like Lungi Ingri said during the innings break, uh, it was South Africa's plan to tuck them up, not give them any room. Uh, so it was, mm-hmm. there was a bit of cat and mouse going into it as well. So you don't see a lot of cat and mouse when you're talking about genuine fast bowling. It's more about spin mm. and dry wickets. Uh, that's what made it even more fascinating. So, uh, you know, India went <laughs> after them, got away with a couple of sixes early on, but then Ingiri struck. There were, what, three wickets in two overs, uh, removed the openers, uh, and then Virat Kohli got out. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it was perfect. And yes, I mean, we can even use this opportunity to talk about how well India started. Arshdeep Singh has been a sensation uh, he did so well against Pakistan, swinging the new ball. Again, a wicket with his first ball. Um, that sharp uh, ball that just leaves the left-hander and comes back into the right-hander. Uh, Quinton Dickock just edging to second slip. Uh, and then the ability he has to genuinely get the ball to go the other way. It's not... With some left-armers, Jeff, you'll see, they bring the ball in. And then when it doesn't come in, it goes straight through with the angle. But Arshdeep shifts, shifts his wrist position beautifully and gets the ball to go the other way. And that's what makes him so dangerous. And that's what um, got him Riley Russo's wicket. And, and Mohamed Shami as well was, uh, you know, his conditions tailor-made for him. And, and he had a field day. So it was, you rarely go into a T20 match expecting mm-hmm. to see a showcase, an exhibition of fast bowling, seam bowling, spin <laughs> bowling all put together. But like you said, that's what we saw today. Yeah, Quentin de Kock and Riley Russo have been maybe the two most destructive players through this tournament. I mean, they've just scored so quickly at times and, and Ashdeep Singh picked them both up within the space of three balls for absolutely bugger all. Um, but to, to, to go back to the start of that India batting innings, the way that South Africa were bowling, so three wickets to the hook shot, Rohit Sharma's out hooking, Kohli's out hooking, Hardik Pandya's out hooking. And then Kale Rahul and Deepak Huda both flash edges, you know, one to the wicketkeeper, one to slip. And, and Deepak Huda's just come into this team. They, they had a reshuffle. You know, they got rid of Akshar Patel. They thought they'd lengthen the batting. And he's an occasional spin option, I guess, yeah. if you want one. But largely leave it up to Ashwin um, and, and have it as that classic five bowler set up with Hardik Pandya to bowl a full four overs. Deepak Huda was barely there. He's been away for a long time, but he wasn't there for long on his comeback. And he's just backing away and trying to flash this back of a length fast delivery through, edges it to the cordon. I mean, Anrik Nokia was bowling mid-150s, according to the speed gun. The speed gun, I think, has been a little generous in this tournament. It yeah. seemed more generous than, than perhaps other radars might be at other times. But take it with a grain of salt, but he's been clocking 154, 155 on that gun. And it looks, it doesn't look completely implausible that that might be the case. He's hes bowling significantly faster than anybody else. So they're five for 49, India. I mean, they're absolutely screwed at that point. And then Surya Kumayarov, he's, he's just batting on a different planet to everybody else this year. So he comes out. He's, he plays delightfully. He's, he's using that gap behind square leg a lot where he gets inside the line, picks up the ball and pops it over. 52-run partnership with Dinesh Kartik. Dinesh Kartik made six. 
<laughs> Surya Kamayad did everything else. He bats through to the last over, was it the last over or second last over second when last. he got out. Six, six, 68 off 40. He's hit three sixes. The next best score in the Indian innings is 15. So the only reason they got to 133 was SKY, who, I mean, the drives down the ground, the pickup shots over backward square, he's on a different level. Oh, absolutely. And he has the entire Indian dressing room and all. I mean, you should just look at Virat Kohli's expressions when uh, Surya Kumar Yadav is uh, playing the kind of knocks he is these days in uh, in T20 cricket. Uh, and, and I've said this before, uh, those of us who watched Surya Kumar Yadav as a younger mm. cricketer in Mumbai always knew he, had a, he was a freak talent. There was something about him. He played... I mean, what you saw today, this is how he played first-class cricket as well. He used to toy with his, with bowlers uh, and some high-class domestic bowlers as well. Uh, but it mm. was almost like he needed to feel it. Like he needed to think that mm. it was his day to perform or, or to put on a show. Otherwise, he almost seemed disinterested uh, back then. And that's why I think it's taken him a while to break into the Indian side. Uh, and we've read and heard all about it, getting married and, you know, that really has, mm-hmm. having a family has really um, helped him settle down. A- and it shows, I mean, he's such control of his game. There's one thing playing all the outrageous shots he plays, but rarely does he look out of control. Like he either mm-hmm. plays these extraordinary shots or he gets out. There's no in between. Uh, and <laughs> And there was that one shot, like, you know, especially on a pitcher, so many have got out playing the hook shot or because of the pace and bounce to take on mm. Lungi Ingiri, right? That's one thing taking on the spinner and bringing him down, taking him down. The way he took on Lungi Ingiri first ball and he hit it like, oh, a fine leg. Yeah, it's a very, very special player and he's capable of doing many, many more special things in just a matter of time before he plays test cricket, I think. So then those early couple of wickets, India have a small target to defend. They've got to strike early. They do two wickets in the second over. And then poor old Temba Bavuma having one of those days where he just couldn't lay bat on it. He, he hit a six at one point, but which was almost completely accidental. He just had a wild slog, big top edge over the wicketkeeper. That was about as good as it got. Eventually, he got caught trying to play a scoop shot, caught by the wicketkeeper. I think he was 10 off 15 balls at that point. It was a painful sort of innings. Um, and then that brings Aidan Markram together with David Miller. And they were struggling. They could not get the ball away. So Bhuvneshwar Kumar goes for 12 runs from his first three overs. Muhammad Shami, three overs, one for seven at one point. Um, Hardik Pandya had a, an over where he only went for two runs in the middle. They just couldn't score. Uh, and so even though it was a modest target at the start of the run chase, it quickly became a very difficult target. By the time they got to the halfway point, the South Africans needed nine and over, which if you come in chasing 130 should never happen. You know, you should be off to a fast start in the power play, say 40 off the first four or five overs, and, and it's a doddle and you knock it into the gaps from then on. And they didn't, they weren't able to start get going in, getting going until after the drinks break. And there was a clear decision taken that we've got to start attacking. And Aidan Markram pumps a ball out to the deep from Ravichandran Ashwin and Virat Kohli drops it. And I think I think I, we were all as surprised. I mean, the commentators sounded surprised. Everybody, because it was a, a straightforward chance, it came directly to him. I mean, Kohli had a little slip as, as he tried to get it on the rebound. His feet went from under him and so he couldn't get any traction forward and otherwise might have caught the rebound after it popped out of his hands. But you just don't see Kohli drop catches like that. And it, it felt, even at the time, it felt like that's the point. That's the... 
that's the point of difference where if they hold that catch, mm. then they get to really turn the screws on South Africa. They get Tristan Stubbs out with almost 10 overs left to face and runs to score. Um, and potentially India can come back into this. And the fact that it went down ended up being a turning point. Yeah, Ashwin's reaction said it all, right? Like this, oh. It's an extraordinary reaction. He looked like reaction. he was singing opera. Yeah, because he just holds his pose for a few seconds. He, he can't believe what's happened. I mean, this yeah. one thing about a bowler being disappointed or exasperated by a drop catch, but this was just yeah. shock. He just couldn't believe yeah. how Virat Kohli, of all people, could just drop or drop a sitter also off his bowling. And he was—he mm-hmm. already looked under pressure in that over. Uh, he knew that the South Africans were coming after him. Uh, there were a couple of boundaries already hit off him, uh, you know, in in that over. So then to have Aiden Markham dropped at that stage, uh, yeah, that turned the game because, he was, like you said, forty for three they were uh, after ten overs. They come back after the drinks break, and Markram takes on Hardik Pandya. Uh, Sixteen mm-hmm. runs from that over, the four buys as well. Uh, and but that was that was a big break. Like the next over to get him out, um, like mm-hmm. Tristan Stubbs. Yes, I mean he's a future talent. Like you know, supposed to be the next big thing of South African cricket. But the pressure of playing against India in Perth, who knows how he would have coped with it? Yes, David Miller was playing a great innings at the other end. So yeah, I, I think, and you could see it on Virat Kohli's face as well. I think it looked like he was saying the lights were in his eyes and I don't know whether you mm-hmm. noticed even as they were walking off the field after the game Virat Kohli was still talking about the drop catch <laughs> he was trying to explain to Hardik Pandya what had happened so it was just like bizarre circumstances but Ashwin's yep. reaction I'm sure that's like a meme worthy reaction people will use that for for many many months and years to come I have feeling mm-hmm. And then there's also a run-out opportunity for Rohit Sharma. There were several run-out chances that were maybe half chances that might just have got him with a direct hit from a tough chance. But there is, an, there is a real barbecue one where, you know, Miller and Markram have been bad between the wickets consistently throughout the night. They go for a run that's not there. Rohit Sharma just has to underarm it about 10 metres at the stumps, lawn bowl style. Um, Markram's nowhere in the frame. He misses... Markram survives, leads this charmed life, you know, and eventually gets out, caught at deep mid-wicket for 52 or 41, but he's sort of done his job by that point. The the breakdown where South Africa got 40 in the runs in the first 10 overs and then 45 runs in the next four overs. So it's the 14th over where David Miller gets stuck into Ashwin, mm-hmm. hits uh, a couple of sixes. And, you know, by that point, they, they, they need 39 off the last 30. It's relatively doable. With three overs to go, Rohit Sharma has to gamble because he has an Ashwin over left, and so he has to bring it on at some point. And so he doesn't want to leave it to the end, like poor old Muhammad Nawaz uh, when India played Pakistan. So he, he brings him on in the 17th over. A couple more sixes follow, and then the wicket of Stubbs. But it's a bit too late because by that point, the, the ask is down to a runner ball and... Um, and even though India take it into the last over, Shami bowls an excellent 19th, pushes it into the last, gives Bhutaneshwar Kumar six runs to defend in the last over. And there's a bit of bad luck as, again, with a glove, David Miller gloves it over the wicketkeeper for four um, to, to tie up the scores when on a less bouncy pitch he might have been caught. But it, it, it's, there, were, there were things that went against India, but those two key moments from their two most senior players, the drop catch and the missed run out, those those were the the things that might have ended up influencing the result a different way. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it came down to very little margins. Um, South Africa won, yes, in the end, 
they kind of got over the line. They didn't get there yeah, uh, just. You know, on a canter at all. And you're right. And both the drop catch and the missed run out happened pretty much like close to each other. And when Rohit Sharma missed, the guy next to him was Virat Kohli. And his in any other circumstance, Virat Kohli would have looked a lot more shocked. But considering he just mm-hmm. dropped the easiest of catches from from Virat Kohli's standards or anyone's standards, I think his reaction was more like, uh, I don't know what to do here, but I that should have, you know, he should have got that directed. It was because Rohit Sharma had so much time to, to gather yeah. himself. Um, he had three stumps to aim at, and Aiden mm-hmm. Markram was nowhere in sight. He was so far away. Yeah, uh, it was a suicidal run, and yeah, those little things is what I think India will look back at. Um, and, and you know, the stats for them as a fielding team aren't great in the last uh, year mm-hmm. and a half or so. So that's came back to bite them. And and it's amazing, right, Jeff, if you think about it, if Virat Kohli doesn't do what he does to Haris Rauf and the whole Mohamed mm-hmm. Nawaz drama doesn't happen, India pretty much where they were last year, where they lost to the two more higher-built teams in their group and they could well have mm. be on their way out, you know, at this stage of the mm. tournament. It's just because of that Pakistan game going the way that they are still very much in contention and like, you know, are still being spoken of as favourites. Yeah, and essentially South Africa would have to lose to the Netherlands in order to not make it through from this point. So they're in a very strong position. You know, Pakistan would need that to happen in order to qualify or they would need Bangladesh and Zimbabwe to both beat India um, given net run rates and all of the rest of it. The Hall of Fame, this is where we pick the most final word moment of the day. It's brought to you by Seabus Super. Uh, that's a superannuation company. They look after your retirement packages, your, uh, your, your finances in retirement. If you live in Australia, they're a, a, a joint that can help you out to make sure that uh, your money's not going to profiteering shareholders. It's part of a member-based organisation, seabussuper.com.au. If you want to sort out your finances, final word, Hall of Fame. I particularly enjoyed the badged team cold weather gear that they've got going on. It was freezing in Perth tonight. Somehow India have Team India beanies that they've been able to produce. They're all, you know, they're all going around in, in woolen hats. And then not to be outdone, Tabaras Shamsi on the South African bench was wearing big woolen gloves in bright <laughs> South African green. Like, I don't know where you get team colour gloves from that are not batting gloves. But they're, they're like skiing gloves for the South African cricket team, but he has them. Um, anything that jumped out at you? Um, look, um, a, a couple of things from this game jumped out. It had a lot to do with Ravi Shastri. Just his wonderful commentary when Rishabh Pant finally rocked up uh, uh, to replace Dinesh Karthik, where oh, Ravi yeah, Shastri starts this. talking about, well, they would have gone to have had to go find Rishabh Pant. And if he was in the toilet, they would have knocked the door and said, you need to go. And what if he wasn't done? He would have said, hang on, I'm not done yet. It was just great commentary or only Ravi Shastri could come up with. But also, I know... It was extremely Ravi Shastri. It was very much so. And I know Adam and you spoke about the previous game in the earlier show, but I was at the Gabba. Mm -hmm. Randomly, I rocked up for the last seven minutes or so, or seven hours or so. Mm -hmm. And I saw that whole thing play out. It was remarkable. I've never seen anything like that. Because the Bangladeshi players, Jeff, had started celebrating. They were like waving at their fans. And half of them had like almost gone into the dugout and then they had to be like dragged out. And, and yeah. for me, the thing was, there's no way the umpires could have actually figured out where everybody was on the field for the free hit. Mm. They made sure that the it's keeper an auto could system. Not, yeah, the, <laughs> they knew the keeper couldn't stand back. 
so they got him to in position oh it was i've never seen anything more bizarre than that where teams shook hands and then uh, imagine if zimbabwe like you know that last ball had gone for four mm. so how do you undo the handshake so do you shake hands again because the other team has won yeah. so it was quite something and seriously i'm so happy i went to the gaba well yeah we were we were hoping for a little uh, a little more momentum on the zimbabwe train but you know hey they could still do it they've just got to beat india um, why not why not anything's possible my last nomination is just rohit sharma's facial expressions all night in the field <laughs> i mean you know the thing where a captain's supposed to be all cool and like not give anything away like owen morgan used to do just chew gum and look unfussed he was the opposite of that every boundary every every time the ball went over the keeper for four buys um the, the drops the misses he had his head in his hands he was shaking his head he was pulling the hat over his face he was the least chilled out person on that cricket field out of both sides so uh, and it didn't didn't go his way in the end so south africa with a big win to round out a big day 15 we'll be back to one show a day from day 16 onwards because there will be no more perth late night specials those games finish about 2 a.m where we are currently on the east coast of australia so we'll be back to daytime programming on the final word, T20 World Cup Daily. We'll see you throughout the tournament every day. That's how it works. Jeff Lemon and Barrett Cinderace. Good night. I had to go about it.